Welcome to the Fitness Candor Podcast. Your host, Eric Feigl, will be bringing you the truth about exercise and the fitness industry. You'll hear from fitness professionals, exercise science professors and researchers, fitness industry entrepreneurs and leaders, as well as people who simply love to talk shop. Stick around after the show to learn how you can get your topic in an upcoming episode. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Fitness Candor Podcast. I am joined today by, once again, she's making a fourth appearance, I believe, Kristen DeAngelis, registered dietitian, uh, also a nutrition blogger uh, with uh, Reboot with Joe. You've probably seen Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. If you haven't, I highly recommend checking it out. Um, and, and I hope I don't mess this up, but Shade Training Systems, is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's a, a, an athletic... Um, group back in Boston where I'm from. Okay, cool. Good deal. So we uh, we decided to do kind of a, a monthly podcast and because there's tons of topics we can talk about uh, dietitian or dietitian wise, nutrition wise, but how that relates to um, overall wellness and and uh, obviously with performance, athletic performance, strength training, etc. So one thing that um, we wanted to hammer on was sleep, the importance of sleep. Of course, everybody knows sleep is important and everybody knows they need to get quote unquote enough of it, but we want to get to some specifics of exactly why it's important because I think without the why, we don't really have a full understanding. So um, without me blabbering too much, Kristen, uh, let's talk a little bit about um, exactly why it's important and then maybe we can kind of go into just a little bit more about narrowing down how much and um, preparing for sleep and things like that. Awesome. Sounds good. We'll dive right into it. And um, for those of you listening, just like what Eric said, I really like to dive into the whys uh, because it's so important to understand you know, why it's important because otherwise you're going to just kind of brush it off and say, well, I know I need, I know I need to get sleep. Um, but you're not really taking it that seriously. So for example, if you listen to the last podcast, I really talked about the why of blood sugar regulation and things like that. So I wanted to go a little bit more in depth as far as, um, why sleep is so important and how it really affects our hormones and therein how it affects how we're feeling and really, you know, what's kind of going on in the body. So, um, as far as, you know, sleep, we'll talk about recommendations in a little bit, but um, I just wanted to kind of break it down as far as, uh, you know, what is the comparison based on someone who gets adequate sleep and someone who doesn't. So everything that I'm going to talk about, like, this is all research. It's not something like I'm making up. Um, this is all evidence-based and it's, it's, it's real. And it's really important that we do take our sleep seriously. So Um, Just to kind of start us off, think about, you know, if you were to eliminate food (laughs) completely from your diet, you were just going to be on a desert and you were going to be, you know, starving, you could last maybe a couple weeks. Um, Without water, you maybe last one week max. Um, Without sleep, like if you literally were forced just to stay awake, I mean, that's one of the best ways to torture someone, to not allow them to sleep. You could really only last a couple of days and and then you would die, (laughs) literally, because your body just starts to break down. Um, So sleep really is foundational to our health. And what happens if we're not getting enough sleep is a few different things in the body. So if anyone has ever 
you know, found themselves to be just like, you know, doing that grind. And by the time Friday comes, I know that this happens to me. I'm just talking about personal experience too. But by the time Friday comes, I'm exhausted, quite literally, like physically and mentally exhausted. And I am hungry, usually craving more of like those carbs come Friday afternoon, Friday night, right? And um, a reason that we are craving some of those foods um, is really related to some of the hormone changes that are going on. So typically, um, when we're not getting enough sleep, we crave those foods. What's going on in the body is we have uh, an imbalance of ghrelin and leptin. These are our hunger hormones. But we might also get that, you know, anytime throughout the day. So ghrelin is our hunger hormone. It tells us, you know, that you're hungry. Um, So what you would assume and expect is that ghrelin increases, meaning you're more hungry. You constantly feel just hungry all day long. You just feel hungry. Um, And then leptin is the other hunger hormone. And that's the hormone that tells us that we're full. It's a, it's a signaling messenger, like it's a sensation in the stomach and it goes up and tells your brain, yep, you can stop eating now. You're full. Well, what you would expect, we have decreased leptin, meaning you're hungry all the time, but you're also never feeling full. So that causes us to, you know, constantly keep eating or overeating. Um, And for different studies that have compared women who got six hours of sleep compared to nine hours of sleep, they gained 11 pounds. And And that's pretty that's pretty significant um, of just a change just based on sleep. And when we're looking at studies too, we're making sure that the calories are controlled, physical activity is controlled, those kinds of things. Um, so so that's pretty interesting just looking at the changes in hormones. Um, but let's let's kind of look at this on the flip side. Um, when someone wants to lose weight, so a lot of my clients want to lose weight, um, and I try to stress, well, you probably are thinking that you want to lose fat. You're probably invested in losing fat and not just weight. And so right. there, there was a study that, um, that looked at two groups. Uh, both were on a, uh, a con- calorie-controlled diet. Um, they were fed the exact same amount of food. They were fed the exact same things. Um, the only thing that changed, changed with them was one group had uh, sleep restriction and the other group uh, got adequate sleep. So I think I think it was something like five or six hours compared to eight or nine hours of sleep. Um, so there are two groups. Both groups lost weight. Both groups lost an equal amount on average, I think six pounds. The difference between the groups was the group that was um, getting mm-hmm. inadequate sleep. So they were only getting like five or six hours they only lost one pound of fat. The rest was muscle mass. Of the other group, they lost three pounds of fat mass. So even though they lost the same amount, the same number on the scale, those people are going to look a little bit different because of the the body composition changes. So Mm -hmm. when we're looking at the body composition changes, what's happening is that um, when we are not getting adequate sleep, we lose the inability or we, we, we have an inability basically to metabolize. And that means metabolize just means to break down and use carbohydrate and carbohydrates break down into sugar. And what we need to do is uh, shuttle that sugar into the cell to use as energy. Um, that shuttle, that little messenger is insulin. 
And when we are having that, that inability to metabolize carbohydrates, there's an increased surge of insulin and insulin is, um, it's also kind of this, this fat storage hormone. So the more insulin that we have being triggered, um, the more likely we are to, um, store fat. Um, so that's where kind of like the body composition change comes into play where if you want to lose fat and, um, you're not getting adequate sleep and you're doing, you know, you feel like you're doing all the things right. Your physical activity, your nutrition is on par, but you fail to forget that you've only been, you've been living off of five hours of sleep for the past, you know, who knows how long. So there's a lot that goes into, um, the importance of sleep as far as, you know, you're going to feel more hungry throughout the day. The inability to to really use the the food that you're breaking down to use it for fuel rather than storing it as fat, um, and the third might also be that you know you're just not feeling really great. You're fatigued. You're tired, and that might also mean um, less uh, physical activity in your day. And uh, and I just wanted to give it's it's really funny that we're doing this talk, Eric, um, as far as sleep because I I was uh, just talking to another colleague, and I won't say his name because he might be listening to this at one point. <laughs> um, he's from he's from back in Boston, and he is I mean he just hits hits the ground hard every single day. Um, but he's been probably he, he's an entrepreneur, runs his own business. I mean, very very successful business. But he's been just running off on like five hours of sleep and super stressed. And he just messaged me literally like two days ago and said, Kristen, you're exactly right as far as the sleep and stress. He was finally diagnosed with um, a bout of gastritis, which is hmm. inflammation in the digestive tract. And it was it was really attributed by um, just really lack of – because he's on top of nutrition, physical activity, but the inadequate sleep, just like what I mentioned to the beginning, one of the best ways to torture someone is to not get enough sleep. And chronic, um, the, that chronic low grade inflammation in the body and not chronically not getting enough sleep is where you're really going to run into issues, uh, long-term. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I want to back up to something you said at the very beginning about, uh, ghrelin and leptin. So, yes. so when you were talking about, you know, hunger pains, well, when you were talking about what makes you hungry, are you mm-hmm. talking about is that when I is that when a person feels their hunger pangs or is that something completely different? Is that unrelated? Um, it could be it could be related. It could okay. be something different. Like I would go back to um, is it is it physical hunger? Like are you actually hungry? Mm-hmm. Or are yeah. you just constantly feeling I want to eat more? I just I feel like I'm still not full. Like it's almost that feeling. Um, but I wouldn't say necessarily like an actual hunger pang, um, where where you're really feeling almost the signs of low blood sugar, like we talked about last time. That's more so the physical hunger, as in like you just haven't had enough nutrition in your day. Okay. But the hormones don't mean that you you need more nutrition. Okay. It's just the signals aren't working appropriately to say you've had enough nutrition or you're not getting enough nutrition. It's it's that's where it makes it so tricky, right? Because we lose the ability to like actually understand what our body needs and doesn't need. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, a little it, bit? oh, totally makes sense. Yeah, I just didn't okay. know if there was a relation. So, and I'm also I'm glad that you brought up the the difference between fat versus weight because I also hear that a lot. That I want to a person wants to lose weight, and then we describe what weight is and all what goes into that versus losing fat mass and changing your overall body composition. Also, the this and you and I have had this discussion one on one personally. This go 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 mentality that people have that we can just hold off sleep like it's you know the like it's not a necessity um mm-hmm. as long as we're doing everything else right but we we're going to work from you know 5 a.m for instance to to 5 p.m get off go home and then stay up till midnight and get back up before it just doesn't work it's you can't do that and um it's obviously it takes it takes a mental toll a physical toll and inside there's a lot more going on and we don't even think about it we don't even realize it and then we get up and we think everything's okay then we eat our shitty breakfast and then we get into our car you know and it just kind of keeps going and keeps going and it just um you don't think about that one thing you all you just think about well this is just a, a decision that i'm making i'm deciding to eat this way well there's something else that could be behind that so um that was a good right and- a good point and I wanted to touch on two things that, that kind of jogged my memory about a little bit. Um, one, you know, some of the other detrimental effects is that we're not as alert. Um, we're not really as productive as we could be if we did get all that sleep. And memory is definitely not firing. I mean, they've done so so many different studies just looking at people's uh, attention, being alert, and their memory. So if you've ever heard you know, don't cram the night before for a test. It's better to get to sleep. You're going to remember more the next morning. Um, That's where kind of that saying comes from. There's actually research behind it. Um, And then also, you know, studies that they've shown of people who are sleep deprived, they drive and they have the same um, level of alertness as someone who is intoxicated, as someone who is drinking, right? It's incredible to see um, just the, the, the cognitive changes that lack of sleep can have too. Um, but I did want to also touch on Eric. Um, it, it jogged my mind. I forget what you said, but just, just this idea of, um, of stigma that we have in, in our culture and we all do it. I've heard it. I feel it. Um, when someone says, Oh, I only need five hours of sleep. Really? You got eight hours of sleep. I woke up at, you know, 4 a.m. today and da 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 And it's almost like we kind of like show it off and feel like we're, you know, you know, big and macho and we're better than someone else because we can live, quote unquote, live off of less sleep. And that is just not the case. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because Eric does this little, uh, I don't know, Instagram, social media thing where you'll show the photo of yourself, you know, driving to work at 4.30 a.m. And I'm sure everyone's like, oh, God, how does he do that? I don't um, even know how. <laughs> and I said it to you. So so I, I said, like a couple weeks ago, I said, Eric, you need to also post what time you go to bed at. <laughs> yeah. And it's and because, you know, you're not going to sleep at midnight and waking up at 4 a.m. No. You're going to bed at like 9.30. Right. Which is still not enough, um, to, be, to be completely honest. But, and I can make all the excuses in the world and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm going to take more benefit than, you know, probably most listeners out there just because I know that, you know, especially as a trainer, when I tell people, here's, here's what affects overall performance and how you look and feel. Um, and number one, sleep nutrition, and then exercise. And I always go in that order. 
And you know, I'm happy when I get when I get like seven to eight hours of sleep. And it does happen. Like I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I mean, I've been in bed at eight eight thirty before when I have to get up at you know five or or six the next day. Not necessarily four, but you know, and and it, my entire I wake up just especially if you get like multiple days in a row, everything changes. And I'm not not even kidding. It's just your mental alertness, and people will even. They'll even say, like, God, how much coffee have you had? Yeah, I may have had a little bit of coffee, but I'm telling you what, three days in a row of getting some solid nine to ten hours of sleep is way better than any kind of coffee buzz I've ever had. Oh. <laughs> I've had oh, a yeah. lot like... of coffee buzzes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, oh, well, that's that's another, you know, another piece of this conversation too, right, is that we use coffee to just mask up a problem. So I've worked with so many people that are like, you know, I ask them how much coffee they have, and without a blink of an eye, they say, you know, probably three, four, five cups a day. Um, and when I say cup, you know, that's eight ounces. So if you're someone that has two 16-ounce cups of coffee, you know, quote-unquote yeah. cups, that's four, four cups in the day. What that's doing is masking the problem that you're just really, really sleep-deprived. Mm -hmm. And what that's doing is probably causing, like, a cycle later, you know, you're, you're more awake into the evening and then that's causing the inability to fall asleep and then you have to wake up early. So caffeine can sometimes mask the root problem and the root problem is really just, you need more sleep. Yeah. And this, the whole idea, you know, going back to your friend who's an entrepreneur, granted, sometimes you really, I mean, if you're, if you're starting your own business, it's a whole different ball game, but you get to a certain point where you can actually start taking some time to get some sleep. I mean, just think about being more productive the next day. You know, yeah, you, okay, a person, your your next person over in your cubicle or whatever can be grinding from sunup to sundown and go home and get three or four hours of sleep, get up, go the next day, but you can go home and and do better work by getting the right amount of sleep and you're going to be more productive during that entire time, whereas after a few days, your buddy who's been, you know, trying to just cram as much as they possibly can in, even when they get home and they don't, you know, get adequate sleep, the quality of their work is going to suffer. And then, you know, you're, you're going to obviously see the difference. I mean, it's, I'm sure, I'm sure people out there are, are thinking like, yeah, I've tried to do that. And after a while, I just find myself staring at my computer, not doing anything, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. and we have exactly. this, we have this stupid idea of just work, work, work. You can sleep when you're dead. I'd rather, I'd rather be awake now and be more productive and happier and healthier and live longer and rather than just work, grind it into the ground and then you're just kaput, you're done. You know, it's going to happen faster too. And there's higher rates of burnout too for people who, who don't get adequate amount of sleep. So oh, absolutely. And I mean, board. even for, for some women that are listening to this too, like it can absolutely mess with your menstrual cycle. Um, it can be a contributing factor to infertility. So there's a lot of different things that, that sleep really can yeah. impact. So. And gr growth hormone for guys mm -hmm. who are thinking about, mm -hmm. you know, for, well, and women strength training, gr huge impacts on growth hormone. I mean, it's one of the biggest dumps we get when, was, when we're sleeping. So mm -hmm. the less sleep we get, the less growth hormone we produce, which, uh, I mean, obviously we know what, how that affects our muscle mass. So, um, and not even them and related to the muscle mass that's feeding right into increased fat storage. Right. Yep. So there you go. With decreased growth hormone hormone and increased insulin. Those are those two hormones that's feeding into the, okay, you're going to just store whatever you've eaten and store it as fat rather than being able to actually metabolize the carbohydrates in your, in your diet. Right. So let's go into, 
the next section really. So for the average person, how much sleep is really required? You mentioned a number 10. Is that like the new <laughs> standard now or are we, you know, no, I, cause I've heard no. before, I, I, I think um, Rob Wolf said it, this is years ago. Somebody asked him, how much sleep should I get? And he said, get as much sleep as you possibly can without getting divorced or losing your job. <laughs> so sleep as often as you can without impacting, you know, huge uh, portions of your life. Yeah. And um, there's uh, the National Sleep Foundation. They recommend uh, between seven to eight hours, or I think it's seven to nine hours. It can change a little bit throughout the life cycle too. So uh, kids need a little bit more um, for people in like, uh, elderly, they sometimes need a little bit less actually. Yeah. Um, so it's going to really vary, but it's so individual. And I, I want to say it's something like 5% of the, po- maybe it's less than 5%, um, that they, you know, they can be one of those people that can survive and feel great off of four hours of sleep. But again, that is not the majority. That is very rare minority mm-hmm. that they need, you know, that small amount of sleep. So what I suggest to do is like if you are ever on um, a vacation um, and you can kind of do a little bit of a reset, you can really find about, find out how much sleep do you need by falling asleep when the sun goes down. So I'll give you this example. Um, I went to Uganda for a medical uh uh, mission trip in, I don't know, I think it was like 2011 or so. And there's no lights there. Like you have, uh, flashlights and headlamps. And so when the sun goes down, like there's no electricity, it's a little village and there's no electricity. Everyone just goes to sleep because there's nothing else to really do other than to read with your book lamp and (laughs) then you go to sleep. And, and so it was so interesting. Like when I was there, um, you know, you, you fall asleep to that circadian rhythm when the sun goes down and when the sun wakes up. And so that's really what, as, as this kind of hum, human evolutionary perspective, um, if you can just see how you feel when you don't really have any constraints on you, what time do you wake up at? If you are able to just fall asleep to when the sun goes down, it might be a little bit easier in the summertime because it's a little bit later. But when you fall asleep without any alarms, without, you know, thinking in your head what you have to do the next day because, you you know, you have to wake up by a certain time. Maybe this would be a good opportunity if you're on a vacation or you're on a camping trip or something like that to just notice when when do you wake up without without any, you know, anything forced upon you. And then that would be what you're what you um what your like set point would be, if that makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes so. sense. It's a good tip. Go back to what you're saying about um, older adults maybe not needing as much. So let's just say, you know, like that quote unquote elderly population. Is that due to the changes in hormones or is that yeah. or is there just lifestyle in general? Yeah, it's, um, it's, you know, I'm not sure specifically why, but I would I would think back to just a change in as we age, our hormones are going to change slightly. Um, I'm not sure if it has anything to do with decreased muscle mass. Probably not, but I don't know that really the reason hmm. why. I just know that the recommendation is a little bit less. I can look it up online right now to see what I – th- I think it's six hours. Okay. I just, yeah, that was just just curious because I hear a lot of people say that like in older adults, they just, you know, oh yeah, I've been up since, you know, 
3 a.m. Like that's normal, you know? know. <laughs> like know. what? How do it's you do crazy. that? But that, that, I mean, that kind of makes sense. Um, so, okay. Well, if you know, if you're looking it up, that's great. But you're, uh, the how much shall we move on to? So let's say like a person isn't getting the, the right amount of sleep. Well, do you, how do you feel about naps? Are naps good? Are they bad? Some people see them even like a sign of like weakness. You know, if you have to take a nap, you can't grind through the day, then, oh, you're, you know, you're less human or something. But I notice that if I take like it now, my naps almost look like mini hibernations because I'll, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll come home. Seriously, I'll come home sometimes and sleep for like four hours on the couch, wake up and maybe I, I might feel a little better. Maybe sometimes a little more rested. Sometimes I'll feel a little groggy. Then other times, man, if I just get just a little bit of shut eye, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, I wake up. I don't even really get like into deep sleep and I am just like pumped, like ready to go. <laughs> yeah. So that would be literally the epitome of a power nap. So right. typically we want 20 to 30 minutes of, um, of some restful sleep. Like if you need a nap, again, it's like the stigma yeah. that take a nap, you're going to be so much more productive when you wake up to just kind of keep going rather than just pushing through it, pushing through it, pushing through it. And you're not really getting anywhere. Um, so yeah, 20 to 30 minutes is really <laughs> what we should be aiming for with a nap. I try to say though, put an alarm on your phone because if you're constantly trying to think about, Oh, I need to wake up or you're, you're thinking about something. Sometimes it's oh, hard yeah. to fall asleep and get the, those 20 minutes. Um, if you're doing, you know, something like three to four hours, I would go back to saying, you know, you just didn't get enough <laughs> sleep the night before. No, um, uh, that, that, you know what, even if, even like a Friday night, cause if I have to, I'll stay up a little, maybe a little bit later on Friday nights, but so let's say I go to bed at 11 and I'll get up, um, maybe crazy like six, night, Eric. Crazy I'm, night. I'm wild, man. I'm like La, LaCroix and Netflix <laughs> like all night, like four hours. Oh my so, but, uh, you know, the, even if I get up at like whatever, seven or seven thirty the next day, I'll still come home and, and maybe it's just out of habit because I have no, I have nothing else to do, but sometimes I lay down and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, this is, you know what? It's, it's lights out. And I turn everything off and I'm just like done. And then Melissa knows just to, to kind of leave me alone. Like don't poke the bear cause <laughs> I'm taking a, a, a hibernation, but, um, yeah, yeah like there's, it, there's like two things there. So one is that our body really likes consistency. And I talked about this last time that we were talking about blood sugar regulation and nutrition yep. and eating, but it's the thing, same thing with sleep. Like our body craves consistency. Um, and that's really back to like the circadian rhythm, right? Going to the bed with the, when the sleep is rising and falling. Um, but yeah, so that's probably why you're feeling a little bit different the next day. Mm, you may have yeah. had the same number of hours, but you've shifted it a little bit. Good point. So that may be why you're feeling a little bit kind of groggy because there's just maybe a slight change. Yeah. Um, but the other thing too is this idea of sleep debt. So if anyone, you know, during the week you get, you know, you keep doing the six hours, six hours, six hours, by the time the weekend comes, you know, you're in bed for a solid 10, 11 hours. So that would be this example of sleep debt with regards to whatever your set point is. So say that your body, it's almost like it requires eight hours, but you've only been getting seven hours throughout the week. Mm. Well, that every hour adds up. And so by the time the, you know you get to the weekend, you might be adding up three or four of those sleep debt hours 
to your your days that you have to catch up on sleep. And and that's okay to do um, once in a while, but I wouldn't really recommend, you know, just depending on the weekends to just sleep, you know, forever. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, that's yeah. really, that's not really addressing the root cause um, for, you know, what we're talking about. Yeah, so. it's kind of like trying to outwork a shitty diet, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if you eat like crap, you, unless you're that, you know, half a percent of people who can just eat whatever they want and still be lean, but... Um, so let's go to room settings. Do you have any tips on, on how a person's room should be set up for, for good solid sleep? Yes. So I like to call this sleep hygiene. Oh, nice. Um, All right. (laughs) Bring your floss. It is. It is very important to make sure that we are, um, really being mindful about the environment that we're in and how we're preparing for sleep. So, Um, I like to say that, you know, for the bedroom, if you're someone that has a TV in the bedroom, sometimes you bring your laptop in there and you do work, you know, you do some different things. That's something to just really try to avoid if there's a few things that you can kind of take away. And that's where I wanted us to kind of talk about um, some takeaway tips for people to begin to make some changes in in the bedroom and even before the bedroom. So the bedroom should only be for sleep and intimacy, really nothing else, no work, um, you know, going to bed with the TV on, not the greatest thing to do. Um, so instead, if we could try to find uh, a way to really eliminate any light in the room. So even if it's, you know, the blue uh, light coming from the VCR in the corner, like if it's, you know, any of these different lights or from anywhere in the room, trying to make sure that it is as dark as possible. So for someone getting um, like blackout, blackout, uh, uh, what's it called? Curtains. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, if someone has, you know, a shift that is like a little bit later, or their overnight shift or something like that, that's going to be super, super important. Um, let's see. Oh, a cool, like a cool room also. So mm-hmm. it's, I mean, I think I want to say the sleep foundation says something like 68 degrees. There's not like a specific degree, but sleeping in a cool, dark room is really what we're getting at. So um, that would kind of be like what the room looks like. But then there's also that preparation step uh, before. And I don't know. Do you want to talk about your tips and then I'll give you mine? Well, I actually just had some questions. So, okay. As far as like the blue light goes. So I have like... I'm just trying to, I'm trying to envision my room. So I do have the, we have the blackout curtains for sure. Um, we've got our alarm clock. That's kind of dim, but if I close my eyes, I can't see the light. So it doesn't keep me up. Is that, is that still okay? Or should it be completely, no matter if my eyes are closed or not, is there some kind of ramification that I'm not aware of? Or if it's just blinding, then that's the issue. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if I know like the answer to this. I would I personally would say it would kind of bother me. Like I might, I might want to like turn it down, but I guess if it's dim, it's like, that's some, that's something that's fine. Yeah. Um, I guess really the problem would be, and this is, I think, I think maybe we've talked about this before, but um, the blue led light from our phones, like, <laughs> Oh my goodness. I can't yeah. tell you how many people I talked to. And I'm a culprit of this too. Right before you go to bed, it's like, Oh, let me just, see what's on Facebook or Instagram or social media. Mm-hmm. And that screen time of our eyes with that blue light, the, the LED or a blue light, um, what that's doing is that's 
uh, really hitting right behind our eyes, our optic nerve is the pineal gland. And this is a gland that has to do with right back to it, back to hormones. Um, so when we are seeing that light and especially the blue or LED light, that's something that we want to avoid because again, it's going to mess with our hormones and, um, it might make it a little bit more challenging to get right to sleep. If, if, I mean, I know for me, I'll go into the bedroom and I'm just exhausted and I can't wait to go to sleep. But for some reason, it's just my <laughs> habit to turn over and be like, let me just flip through and like, see what my friends are doing. Yeah. And 20 minutes later, I'm like, what the heck, what, where did that time go? And, and now I'm more stimulated and it's hard for me to go to sleep, even though from the very start I was exhausted. So yeah. it can really, you know, it can really have some issues there. Yeah. Hey, well, you have to, you have to post a Facebook to let everybody know you're going to sleep. Right. I mean, <laughs> duh. I'm in bed. Look at me. So the, so how do you feel about ambient noise in, in the background as far as, um, sleep goes? I'm, I've had a fan in my room since, God, I, I feel like a child seventh grade yeah i mean i, I don't oh, yeah. remember i don't remember oh, yeah. not having one and so if i go to a hotel room and there's nothing in the background i have whatever app is on my i don't whatever apps on the phone but i'll turn that on and i have it like preset to a certain noise and i'll crank it up and i feel like it i feel like it takes me less time to fall asleep it takes me more time to fall asleep without it for sure and i don't know if it's just because it my mind isn't distracted i guess but what are your opinion what are your opinions oh Love it. I think I think it honestly just reminds me of childhood. I always had a massive <laughs> window fan and summertime, and I got to I was able to take out the fan again. Um, I love it. There's also like I have some people, and they'll put a um, if if they're traveling and they're at the hotel and they just can't sleep without their fan. Um, there's there's literally like a fan app that you yeah. can put on. Um, yep. So yeah, having some white noise and. This is what um, this is what Dan does at night, and I've started just putting it on too. Um, he, oh my gosh, it's amazing, Eric. It's <laughs> it's I we put on YouTube and we listen to it as we go to sleep, and it's it's Hertz, just H H Z Hertz Hertz like five forty or four eighty. Oh it's just, yeah, it's just a, it's just sounds. So it's just like a very relaxing, calming sound to go to sleep to. It's awesome. Yeah, is it is it kind of like a like a It looks like a DNA structure. Is it like a wave sound like a woo, 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 that kind of thing or no? Uh not really. It's nope. more so I don't know. Think like calming yoga music or something. I okay, know. I got gotcha. you. Okay, so okay, yeah, so something in, okay, I got gotcha. you. Something in the background. Yeah, so n not a big deal. Personal preference. Yeah. Cuz I I've kind of um I feel like I've conditioned Melissa to 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 need it because she's away right now for work. And, uh, you know, she, we FaceTime last night and she said, I had to have, I had to download a fan app and I had to tell her the one I use is called, um, relax melodies. So you can literally create your own ambient noise. So they have like 50 different types of noise. So the one that I always put on is one that has like a thunderstorm in the background and like a light rain and they mix the two together and it's oh. incredible. <laughs> I mean, it's it's incredible. You can throw like crickets in the background. You could throw like cars honking. It's crazy, but it's funny because now she has to. You know, she's like, uh, I need to have something in the background. It's but it's kind of hilarious, like what we what we can do now. It's <laughs> like nuts. That. Yeah, like cars honking for what are you talking about? I don't. I haven't looked, but there might be like 
shotguns going off in the background. I don't know if it's like a New York sound. <laughs> <laughs> like like cop know. sirens. I don't know. Um, um, I would say also for something while Melissa, I don't know if she's home soon, but um, I really like doing uh, like a progressive relaxation or even just like a guided meditation. Um, if anyone's into guided meditations, I've also been listening to uh, Bob Proctor. He has a really, uh, really relaxing voice, and I'll just listen to him before I go to sleep. And I usually just fall asleep to it, and then it ends up turning off. But yeah, um, like Barry White. Some, yeah, <laughs> listening to well, kind of, literally. <laughs> um, yeah, Bob Proctor. He, have you listened to him before? No, I haven't. But I'm gonna look him up, and I'll link him in the notes so people oh, can check it out. It's hilarious. I, I could like say it word for word. Listen to my voice. Listen to nothing but my voice. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> you know, who's the guy who used to who used to paint? Um, who Bob Bob Ross? Oh, Do you remember Bob Ross? I, happy, I don't. Happy, but I remember someone told me about them. Happy trees. Like he's a, he had this such a calm, cool voice. I mean, I don't think I listen to him before I go to sleep or anything. But it was such a smooth with his big afro. It was so awesome. Oh my god. Um. Oh, so <laughs> Not Bob Ross. It's amazing. So, let's see here. Oh, well, I wanted to go back to that to screen time. And on a podcast that actually will be released right before this one is, I mentioned how my eyes feel so much better when I turn on like the night shift mode on your phone or my, my laptop. I mean, I can oh literally, yes. this is no joke. I can literally feel my eyes relax. It's like pressure oh is off of your eyes. And, uh, and I, I mean, that, that kind of freaks me out a little bit because it, it, it makes you realize, you know, just maybe the damage that you're doing while you're staring at a screen for so long. But, um, I, like I have it up right now on my Mac and I can just, I click it, uh, and like right away, I just feel like this pressure just release from my eyes and I turn it back on and it's just kind of like, meh, all right, back to, back to being blinded. It's so true. So true. So yeah, all you have to do, if you're wondering what that is, just swipe up if you have a phone, and usually you can just hit night shift. Night shift. Night what? Um, <laughs> night shift. <laughs> put that on, and it will definitely do justice for your eyes, or even just put down um, the like setting um, right. from really bright to a little bit lower. So right. yes, very helpful. How do you feel about uh, blue blockers? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I know too much about them. Are those like yeah. the goggles that you wear? Well, they're, they're, they have goggles and they have just like sunglasses that look like uh, Ray-Bans that you put on too. They're supposed to just block uh, blue light if you're, you know, watching TV late at night or something like that. But um, again, it's kind of like, it's all, I mean, it's, it's good, but then you, it, we're going to get into like preparing for sleep, but it's kind of like you get away with um, doing a little bit less for yourself, uh -huh. I guess, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's just yeah. like a little, it's like a sleep hack or something, but, right. um, so let's get into preparing for sleep. What, what are some recommendations that people should do? Yeah. So, um, having a routine, remember that your body yep. loves consistency. So, um, power down, like even, even if you're, you are doing work late at night, like instead of having the TV and you're on your computer and <laughs> Your mom's on the phone with you. Yep, this was me last night. Um, but try to have, like, <laughs> at least 
at least one of those things off or hopefully you're just on one item. And even if you had all three of those things going, but you also had all of the lights going, you know, that's way too much stimulation, especially when it's dark out and it's 10 o'clock at night. So um, see if you can shut off the lights and maybe just turn on like a lamp instead of overhead bright lights. Um, if there's like a dim option and that would kind of be like a few things to, that you could start doing that aren't crazy, but just turn off the lights, start to turn down some things. And, um, really an hour before bed, you know, not having the TV time, maybe reading a book, doing something under just the, like a, a lamp light, um, making sure that you're not eating super close to bedtime. So we want to have at least two hours before um, our last like little snack at the end of the, the night or whatever. Okay. Um, what were some other ones that I want to say? Oh yeah. Doing something you could even do like a sleepy time tea or a chamomile tea or something that is really relaxing. Um, getting into a routine though is what's really important. So, um, mm-hmm. for Dan every single night, like, you know, when he's, when he's ready to go to bed, he gets in the shower and then he goes like having that warm shower right before he goes to bed that's his, that's his routine. So really getting into routine, you know, it's, it's honestly like what we train our kids to do, but then we forget it when we're in the midst of, you know, a busy life again, but just like kids do really well with routine. So do we. Um, so get into the routine of your, your bedtime habits. Yep. Yeah. I do. I do things like, uh, you know, as long as the weather is pretty nice out, I'll take decks for one last short walk you know, I mean, it's, and I, oh, I just said the W word and he just looked at me like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but we, we just go, go down to the mailbox, you know, take a stroll. And I'll, even if I didn't check it, just walk down that way, come back up, you know, it kind of gets him ready, gets me ready, but it's something that I do. And then, you know, obviously just the regular bathroom routines and, uh, you know, and, and then it's, you know, kind of like making sure that your alarm is set. And if you use, I mean, I don't know how many people who don't use their phone for the alarm, but making sure that is already set. I mean, you can enable, um, you know, repeating alarms. So making sure those are set beforehand so you don't spend time before you get in bed, you know, screwed around with your phone to try to figure that out. And then you get onto something else. Just try to do as much as you can to set yourself up for success, you know. Um, and, And think about the next day also, I think. So preparing, um, getting your coffee ready, set the timer on your coffee, lay clothes mm-hmm. out for work. Those things that you know that in the morning you don't have to rush around. You don't have to get up like that, you know, 20, 30, 40 minutes earlier. So you mm-hmm. can actually get up and it's not a rush. Everything is smooth and calm and it's already prepared. Uh, for me, at least, those are really big things where I know I, because I feel like if if I don't have things prepared, which are very rare now, but if I don't, I feel like I wake up more often thinking about those things, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's something as silly as like, you know, a weird example is I, uh, I sold some stuff on eBay and I didn't put them in my truck last night and I knew I was like, gosh, don't want to get up and go back down and, you know, get prepared and do that. And I know I woke up a couple times last night and I thought about that. I thought about, remember to put that, remember to put that in your truck, you know? And I don't know if that's like just you know, somewhere deep in my memory or if that was the actual reason why I woke up. But I remember thinking about that a couple times. And uh, normally, you know, I have nothing to think about except for just rolling over and finding a new position. But um, just, just... That's spot on. That happens to me all the time, actually. Yeah. 
I think I, just I setting up. I force myself, even if I'm ready to go to sleep, I'm like, no, just get out of bed and, and do it because you're, you're just going to be thinking about it so that you don't forget in the morning. Yeah, exactly. So, well, I think we, I think we uh, hit on a lot of good topics. I think, uh, I think hopefully people will start to realize the benefits um, as more research comes out. And if you want to, if you could shoot me maybe some links to uh, some research and I can put that in the show notes. And I'll, I'll link to Bob uh, Proctor. And what's the other, the app that you, or the, is it the the YouTube channel? Oh, it's just, it's just Hertz. Hertz 580 or or 480 or 540. There's a few different ones. Okay. You just type in Hertz HZ on YouTube. Oh, HZ. Okay. Got it. Hertz. Not like the car. No, not the car. Okay. Got (laughs) it. All right. So I'll, I'll link that also so people check it out. And I'll also link, um, uh, this, this app that I use too. So, um, one thing I wanted to end with before I let you go is tell us one crazy thing that you've heard as a dietitian. Oh, wow. just one, just, just uh, one. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. Oh my gosh. I don't know. There's like so many. Right yeah. When you say that, I'm like, what, what should I say? What about, in, um, what about related to, can you do one related, like really crazy related to sleep? No. No. I can't. Okay. <laughs> If you put me on the spot, I wish you would tell me these ahead of time. No, I don't like doing it. I don't want to. Oh, I'll, I'll no. tell you one. This is funny. This is right, funny. Um, I don't think this person will be listening, but oh well. Oh, th- um, thanks. So, so, so he said he went to the, went to the, um, I guess this, this will work. Um, he went to McDonald's. He was someone who was just, you know, addicted to his fast food and, uh, he, his, his wife was saying, you know, shouldn't, shouldn't you start to eat healthier, right? You're working with a dietitian and uh-huh. how about, how about you get the fruit on the side? And meanwhile, he was getting his chicken nuggets and fries and he goes, yeah, I got the chicken nuggets and the fries. You know, I, I choose, I chose the chicken cause it's chicken, but I wasn't going to chance it on the fruit, you know, fruit from McDonald's, like who knows what they put in that stuff. What? And I'm just like, what, what? <laughs> No, what's in the chicken nuggets? Tell me that. That's... They're all portioned out for the five same same shapes, no matter oh where my... you go in the world. <laughs> oh, that is creepy to think about. I never thought about I that. I know. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> oh so my gosh. It was funny. But yes, there's there's many more. <laughs> oh, that is yeah. so that's really funny. Okay, good. Well well just know that the next time we're on, I'm gonna say that probably the exact okay, same thing. Spot. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, Kristen, I, I appreciate you. And um, for everybody who wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way? Um, probably via my website, which is just Kristen DeAngelis Wellness. Um, I'm also on social media, though. So um, I know Eric will link that. But yeah, I'll link all my of it. Name. If you just look up Kristen DeAngelis, you will find me. Awesome. And I'll put that on the show notes. And keep a lookout for her next podcast, which will come out Let's see. Uh, it'll be a few weeks. It, every Tuesday and Thursday, uh, podcast will be released. So uh, this one's going to come out in the beginning of May, which we're almost there. So, all right, Kristen, I appreciate it, and I'll talk to you later. Awesome. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to suggest a topic or be a part of the show, get in touch with Eric on any social media platform, at Eric Feigl or email fcp at ericfeigl.com. Make sure to check back every Tuesday and Thursday for more fitness candor.